Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. The uh, Southern Baptist Convention through the years has uh, uh, garnered a lot of controversy. Uh, There is no doubt that early in their history, racism was certainly a a part of the the movement of the convention. Uh, To deny that is, well, to deny truth. But it is also true, I don't know of any Christian organization, denomination, that has actually done more for racial reconciliation in the last several years than the Southern Baptist Convention. They're not just talking about it. They're actually doing something about it. Uh, I mentioned this before, and if you've heard me talk about it, forgive me for going over it again, but the Southern Baptist Convention was, their annual convention was uh, here in Columbus a few years ago, and I had the privilege of attending some of the services, and in fact, um, WRFD was chosen to be the, uh, the broadcast outlet for some of the services that were then broadcast nationwide. We were deeply honored to do that, and uh, it was my privilege to actually narrate those broadcasts. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's not important at all. Uh, Tuesday night of the convention historically is the big, big, big night. That's when they bring out the big guns. Uh, the most famous, the best known, the best preachers, uh, they bring them out. That's And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, but that's the night of the big crowd. That's when everybody wants to be there because they are there to hear the best preachers in the world. They are usually part of the Southern Baptist Convention, but not always. Uh, there have been several times that they have invited someone from outside the convention to be the keynote speaker. Anyway, Tuesday night is the big, big night. The year that the Southern Baptist Convention was here in Columbus, Tuesday night, they chose to have no speakers, no big names, no big shots. They chose to pray. That's all they did. For almost two hours, I was there. They decided that the biggest night of the uh, convention, they would pray. And thousands gathered together at the Columbus Convention Center. And most, not all, could kneel, but those that could kneel got on their knees for almost two hours. And we were led in prayer by many, many people, and one of the main themes of prayer for the evening was repentance over racism and pleading with God for racial reconciliation. 
it was incredible. It was an unbelievably powerful evening. They prayed about evangelism, prayed for the country, prayed about many, many things. But one of the major focuses was repenting of any racism of the past or the present and asking God to tear down all barriers and to bring about unity and harmony and racial reconciliation. It was a couple of years before that, or maybe just the year before that, um, that my friend Fred Luter, um, and we don't go golfing every weekend, but I, I count Fred a dear friend. He was uh, elected as the first black president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and he was not just a token. If you know anything about Fred Luter, Fred Luter would not agree to anything just to be a token. He's a very strong person. And uh, he was the uh, first black president of the Southern Baptist Convention. They actually have been doing something about racism. They've also been doing some very strong things about sexual abuse. Uh, There was a problem within the convention over sexual abuse. Well, they hit it head on. They didn't sweep it under the rug. Uh, They commissioned uh, people to look into it. They hired an outside firm to investigate it so that it would be completely uh, independent investigation. But anyway, and they're dealing with that head on, and I commend them for it. I said all that to say this. Some of the leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention, two especially, Again, Fred Luter, who is pastor in New Orleans, uh, pastor one of the largest churches in New Orleans, and uh, Ed Litton, past president of the Southern Baptist Convention, have gotten together and they have formed 40 days of prayer for racial reconciliation in the Southern Baptist Convention. And I just want to commend them for once again dealing with this head-on. Quote, Unify Project will announce in a February 9th webcast plans for 40 days of prayer for racial unity in the Southern Baptist Convention, Project Co-Chairman Fred Luter told Baptist Press. The the webcast featuring Luter, Unify Project Co-Chairman Ed Litton and Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission President Brent Leatherwood will update viewers on the project's work with pastors and church leaders in pursuing racial reconciliation within the SBC and within local communities. Quote, The goal of the webcast is to remind Southern Baptists of the ongoing importance of racial unity among each other in the SBC. We did not want to wait until our convention in June to continue this vital conversation, said Luter, senior pastor, Franklin Avenue Baptist Church in New Orleans, which is the host city of the 2023 uh, SBC annual meeting. Luter is the lone African-American pastor to have served as SBC president. He served from 2012 to 2014. 
Quote, we will also share about our plan to have 40 days of prayer for reconciliation for our convention. We want to inform Southern Baptists of where they can find more information about the Unify Project on social media and our plans to promote racial reconciliation throughout the entire year. Uh, the Unify, Unify Project, a gospel-centered, ethnically diverse racial reconciliation ministry designed to mobilize Southern Baptist pastors and leaders in unifying their communities, launched this past November. It has an ethnically diverse steering committee and draws on wisdom from noted pastor and author Tony Evans, who helped announce the initiative at the 2022 SBC annual meeting in um, Anaheim, California. And then the story goes on with a lot of other details. Um, No group is without controversy. There are still some controversies that are swirling around the Southern Baptist Convention, and there will be some uh, spirited debates on the floor of the convention this coming June about some doctrinal issues, political issues, um, critical race theory. I would hope, though, good-hearted, honest debate, votes will be taken, etc. The Southern Baptist Convention is certainly not perfect, but they are one of the few large denominational groups that are actually dealing head-on with racial unity. They're not promoting division. In the name of unity. A lot of people that are talking about unity are actually sowing division. That's not the case. And I commend Ed Litton, Fred Luter, for uh, spearheading this initiative. Grateful for it. Thankful for it. May their tribe and this movement increase. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Wow. I was uh, somewhat shocked at this headline and pleasantly pleased to uh, read the story. Here's the headline. Miami black leaders apologized to Governor Ron Santos after a member called him a racist. Yeah, we were just talking about racial reconciliation. We need more of this. It is so easy to call someone you disagree with a racist. And sadly, often, in fact, probably usually, that label sticks, whether the person is a racist or not. Uh, I wish that we had more of this. Let Let me read you the story. 
Black leaders in Miami apologized to Florida Republican Governor Ron Santos after one of its members called him a racist. Pierre Rutledge, chair of the Miami-Dade Black Affairs Advisory Board, issued a statement on behalf of his board that apologized to DeSantis for a comment made at their Wednesday meeting last week from a member who said publicly, our governor is racist. Quote, we take it to heart when someone uses the term racist, Rutledge said. Words matter. And so as chair, I must start by saying, we want to pull that back. There's nothing wrong with saying we're sorry. That's not what we intended to say or be depicted by anyone. And that's not the feeling of this board. Now, Pierre Rutledge, the chair of the Miami-Dade Black Affairs Advisory Board, did not in any way announce that he's going to become a Republican and he's going to support Ron DeSantis if he ever runs for president. No, no, no. Uh, He made it clear later on in the statement that they have a lot of disagreements. And that's fine. That's okay. But let's stop calling each other names. Good for the Miami-Dade Black Affairs Advisory Board. And I love this. Um, He said, um, there's nothing wrong with saying we're sorry. That's not what we intended to say or be depicted by anyone, and that's not the feeling of this board. Now, what brought this about? Ron DeSantis and his Department of Education has blocked some curriculum that was going to be put into Florida's public schools concerning black history. And the reason is not because Ron DeSantis has anything against black history. In fact, the state of Florida is celebrating Black History Month. But this particular curriculum on black history also had a lengthy segment on, and I'm quoting, queer theory. And Ron DeSantis and his Department of Education said... In fact, let me, let me read you the quote from uh, Ron DeSantis. Quote, This course on black history, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that that was an important, an important part of black history? Queer theory. This is not black history. This is somebody pushing an agenda. And he basically said... We're not going to be pushing private agendas in our schools. We will teach about black history, but we are not going to connect that to queer issues. And because his Department of Education blocked that portion of the curriculum, that's why one of the members of this group in Miami called him a racist. Um, Black leaders and Democrats have pledged to defend the course and keep it in schools. Uh, There's going to be a protest on February 16th and so on and so forth. Uh, 
And again, here is what I appreciate about the Miami-Dade Black Affairs Advisory Board. They are readily admitting that they have a difference of opinion with Ron DeSantis. And they're going to protest. They're going to speak loudly in opposition. But that does not mean that he's a racist because he doesn't agree with them. Good. We can have successful dialogue under those conditions. Uh, Since we're talking about Ron DeSantis, um, the uh, DeSantis administration in Florida has moved to revoke the liquor license for a music venue in Orlando called the Plaza Live. Uh, Their liquor license has been stripped. And why? Well, because they allowed children to attend a drag queen Christmas uh, back this past December. Quote, The Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation is revoking the Orlando Plaza Foundation's liquor license after a sexual drag show permitted entry to minors, according to the DeSantis uh, administration. Uh, A drag queen Christmas, which toured across the uh, U.S., was marketed as a naughty tour. And uh, the news story goes on, and uh, I can't read to you the description of what happened in front of the children. I can't. I can't read it on the air. And this was done in front of children. Blatantly sexual and wrong. And DeSantis did something about it. Good for him. Hey, folks, have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.